Hello and welcome to Crack Encrypteds and Curios. This is Matt once again joined by Angel. In this episode we shall we shall be looking into a few curious culinary cookeries from the past that have been recently uncovered and see if rumors of these foods being cursed is true or if it has all just been cooked up. I ask you Chef Angel, are you ready? My two thumbs are standing in salute. <laughs> What's that third one? Before we begin our investigation, Angel, we have to get back on the ghost train tracks and continue... <laughs> and continue what was that? Continue chugging along in our year-long effort to become better people. For those that are joining us for the first time, myself and Angel, we have been creating three goals for each other. Each episode an attempt to guide one another down a path that will eventually lead us to shedding the idiot slob skins we find ourselves in today and indeed become better people. To say there have been some bumps in the road with some of these goals would be an understatement. But hey, maybe this time, this time it will work. What is your first goal for me? So, Matthew, to, to become better people, we have been... All this time, we have been setting the goals ourselves and putting it in our control. But how do we become better people when things are not in our control? As well as not in control, what about the length of time? We, we do stuff right this moment to become better people. But are we keeping up with those practices? So, for, for your first goal... <laughs> I'll ask you to roll a four-sided die, and whichever number comes up, I will send you a message that you will either read out loud, or if if it's not a read-out-loud one, I'll just tell you what you need to do. <laughs> okay. So I have a four-sided die here. Let me roll it. Two. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, <laughs> I have a feeling all these were bad. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just, just read the message out loud, and and it becomes canon. The message says, "I've changed my, I've changed my name to Bucky O'Hara after my favorite comic book and favorite favorite comedian. Please call me Bucky for the next two episodes." <laughs> Who else, <is> Bucky O'Hara? <laughs> is it one of your milk chugger friends? <laughs> You said it, not me. <laughs> I guess I'll just call you Bucky from that one. <laughs> Lucky me. It's <laughs> the dream come true. No, you got lucky with this one. <laughs> so did you just, like, do the next six weeks worth of <laughs> goals by doing this? No, no, this is the only time I'm doing this. I forgot I always wanted to be Bucky O'Hara. Angel, lest we forget, we are an audio-only podcast. That means we have to we have to emote as much as possible, or people won't be able to understand what's going on. Mm. Communication is arguably the most important skill one can have, and being able to express your ideas to our audience it is key in becoming a better person. It has been proven that there is no better way to emote your point than with the power of onomatopoeia. Emphasizing a point with a bam, or conveying action with a whoosh. Whatever you feel is needed to communicate with our audience, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. And even as much as you would like to do it, like if you just never want to stop, that's good too. You got it. <laughs> okay, so Bucky, for your next goal. Hey, you're not observing that right now. <laughs> for your next goal, I'm going to have to ask you to flip a coin. And if you don't have a coin, whatever you have that you can use as heads or tails. Okay. Tails. Ooh. <laughs> tails, okay. Man, you're hitting the jackpot. So, Tails, you Is it have... also Bucky O'Hara related? <laughs> no, no. Um, for Tails, your goal is it's going to be a little tougher now. So... Sometime throughout this episode, you're going to start telling the thin, gaunt man joke. <laughs> However, 
you're going to have to wait until the next episode to provide the punchline. <laughs> Why would I do this? How does this make me a better person? <laughs> You'll see when your third goal comes up. <sighs> Angel, sometimes we say some wild things on this show. It, it just blurts out. But I need you to warn our listeners this time around as being aware of what you say before it comes out of your mouth. It is vital in today's world. That's why in this episode, before you tell any joke, I need you to warn our audience by using the phrase, I'm going to crack some wise. Okay. Okay. I mean, this is it. Your third goal. This is gonna be this is gonna be your easiest goal yet. There's a theme here. I don't know if you've noticed. Time and chance. Your third goal requires patience. Patience from you. Patience you will learn. That third goal. The one that I am about to give to you. The final goal for this episode. One that is most revealing and true, but only to you. Is the goal that will help you rid yourself of your idiot slob self. The goal that I am going to give you right this moment. Begins as such. Patience. Your goal is to announce in the next episode that you were patient. You do nothing now. Announce I was patient? Yep. What is your what is your scheme? <laughs> I have to crack the code here. Every great character has one thing in common, Angel. And that one thing is a catchphrase. Be it Steve Urkel's, did I do that? Or the Fonz's, hey! Or Mork's, nanu nanu! They are all great. <laughs> They're all great and iconic. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know any catchphrases after the year 1994, and like two of those three examples were from the 70s. So that's not, I'm not good for examples here. I'll leave that up to you. Regardless of how little help I was, today I need you to settle on a catchphrase, and I I faintly recall we made catchphrases on some episode before, but I also may have dreamed that, and I have no idea what is reality and what what isn't at this point. So first, I made you one to, to test out and to use at least once, but then you need to come up with an angel original after that. So this is sort of like when like a corporate dude mixes his hand in a TV script and, and gunks it all up, but the actor still has to do their best job and sell the catchphrase the best they can versus a more like organic and natural catchphrase that you'd make yourself so the one you have to try before you create your own is you honk like a goose and then you say aren't i a silly goose (laughs) okay so so let me get this straight i i say that and then i have to do another one that's my own Mm mm-hmm okay With goals set to make us better people and a whole new topic to discuss, let's get right to it. I hope you got my my message two days ago that warned you to fast for the past 24 hours because we are about to fill up like it's Thanksgiving Day, my dude. (laughs) Today, (laughs) Today, we are looking at some food oddities that have been discovered from the past, and we ask that vital question... Would you eat it? As we saw in the Kentucky Meat Shower episode, yes, people will eat the most disgusting stuff that is put in front of them regardless of where it came from, except that Irish guy Jimmy, who the author in that investigative article that was the whole episode, he tried to pay the man to eat the meat, and he wouldn't. And the guy basically like threatened Jimmy that if he ever came back, he would make him eat something. So... Let's not be that. <laughs> Undisclosed meat from the sky that smells like death and has brown liquid coming out of it when you squeeze it. Yep, some dude is going to eat that, just not Irish Jimmy. So before we proverbially fill ourselves up to the gills with this food lore, we need to set the table, so to say. We we know sky meat is out there to be eaten, but what could be... What could be worse? In your opinion, Angel, what are the top five worst things that someone could present to you to be eaten? We will then see how your top 
five stacks up to the items on our menu today. And then can you also guess how many food puns I'm going to be saying this episode? <laughs> uh, a lot of them. <laughs> a whole lot. So my top five things that the worst things that someone would present to me to be eaten. Number five is milk chugging spoiled milk. I think you have, do you have experience with that? I dare not say. Ah, so chugging spoiled milk. Let's just say oh. that milk, when it's spoiled, has more solids in it than you think. <laughs> have you ever tried chugging cottage cheese? <laughs> no, but I can imagine it's more pleasant. <laughs> oh, Do you have experiences with spoiled milk? With curdled uh, milk? I've, I, I have experiences with milk that's gone, like, rancid. <laughs> Did you drink it by accident? Yeah, the only way to oh. know if it tastes good, if it's still good or not. <laughs> it, it feels like burning. <laughs> there wasn't anything a little bit solidified in it? That's when the milk's real good. No, no. I'd rather have the chunks. <laughs> you sift them out. <laughs> Number two. Or four. I don't know which way you're going. <laughs> uh, I, I like to go uh, down. Down. <laughs> Uh, ascending, sorry. Is it ascending? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know which way I'm going either. Number four. <laughs> Get it together, Bucky. <laughs> All right, Bucky. <laughs> number, <laughs> number four. <laughs> so the worst, the number four worst thing to be, uh, for me to eat that's presented to me. I guess going in along the same line of chugging spoiled milk is earth juice chunks. <laughs> Your patented earth juice from season four. Yes. The earth juice is fine, but there's a byproduct that comes from making the earth juice. <laughs> That's the earth juice junk chunks. You don't want that. Like heavy metals. <laughs> and And then some. It's all, it's all I, lead. I mean, you've heard of hard water, right? Well, this, this is beyond that. This is like diamond water. <laughs> you could sell that, making it sound like it's good thing. Believe me, we've tried. Didn't didn't go well. Selling, selling byproduct of a toxic drink. Allegedly toxic. <laughs> was it was it Betty Crocker that sued you? I am not allowed to discuss this. I okay. signed a paper and everything. <laughs> there was this undisclosed stipulation that was entered. <sighs> Number three of the worst things to present to me to be eaten. Milk steak. What's milk steak? I don't know, but it's on. It, Charlie eats it on. It's always sunny, so I don't want it. I think Charlie also eats like rats. And sleeps in the bed with Danny DeVito, so so we'll move on to to number two. This this one was inspired by you, Bucky. Uh, I just I just want to keep calling you Bucky. Put, I gotta, put some respect on that Bucky O'Hara. <laughs> Captain Bucky. And I gotta continue this next episode. What was I thinking? You did this to yourself. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a fool. Oh, God. I'm supposed to do it's two, gonna take two a, episodes. It should take a lot of patience. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so number two, I lost my list. Oh, that, so number, <laughs> I thought this was a professional. This is this is professional angel, not not the old angel you you used to. This is him with his stuff together. So we're twenty minutes in and nothing's happened. <laughs> Just edit the whole thing out. <laughs> Just skip the list. <laughs> so number number two of the worst things to present to me to eat: adult porcupine bits. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> what those bits are, I don't know. <clears throat> but I'm not a gonna... few bushels. A few bushels in a peck. Bushels. A little a peck. And uh, let's just skip to the, fir- the number one. Just, just, just get this th- over with. The number one thing that I w- the worst thing for me to be presented to eat is Pizza the Hut. <laughs> he eats himself. <laughs> That's a good thing because I don't want to eat him. He's Classic. gross. <laughs> Classic space balls. <laughs> are there any? Are there any classic Pizza the Hut lines? You know what? I don't remember them because <laughs> I was so grossed out by him. <laughs> his, his whole body's just like slopping around, melting. I would rather. I would rather eat uh, Freddy's pizza meatheads. <laughs> oh, my head hurts. Our appetizer for <laughs> what a list! What a list! Let's see how it stacks up. Our appetizer for this meal of curiosity is known as the Elder Cheese Angel. The Elder Cheese. Several years ago, archaeologists found what is described in a Time Magazine article as a solidified whitish mass. And I, I know what you're thinking, Angel. And no, they're not describing me. <laughs> The archaeologists were, in fact, describing what could possibly lay claim to the glorious title of the oldest cheese ever found, being roughly 3,200 years old. This solidified whitish mass is cheese, which is mostly made of sheep and goat milk, and is probably so sharp it would turn the table on you and cut you, Angel. (laughs) In fact, Professor Paul Kinstedt, who is a cheese historian, of all things, and a chemistry professor, is quoted by a New York Times article as saying the cheese would have had a really, really acidy bite. The Elder Cheese Angel, what do you have to say about the Elder Cheese, and what is a really, really acidy bite to a cheese? I gotta tell you this, there was a story uh, a few years back where they found it wasn't the oldest cheese, but they found an old cheese in some in the store that was like sitting way back in the in the fridge somewhere. Yeah, in Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, and I wanted to eat that cheese. So <laughs> you better believe that when I heard about this cheese from ancient Egypt, you know I want to try it. <laughs> I want to eat it. I want to have all of it. And as for the acid, give me all the acid. <laughs> You're just counteract, counteracting with a base. You're good. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Science. Yeah. I think the Wisconsin cheese was only 40 years old. This one's 3,200. <laughs> yep. Now, the question becomes, does one eat the elder cheese? The New York Times article has this to say. I had to think a moment of what the hell my goals are. <laughs> I'm panicking. Adventurous eaters be warned. I don't know why that was like piratish. The cheese may not be cursed, but the analysis found evidence of a bacteria that causes brucellosis, an infectious disease that can cause fevers, headaches, muscle pain, and other symptoms that can that can recur or never go away at all. The cheese never goes away. Just a fog of disease about you the rest of your life. <laughs> Got that disease fog. So please, Angel, tell our curiosities who are most certainly salivating at the mouth from this 3,200-year-old cheese that, just so you know, had the consistency that would allow it to be spreadable very easily. We're not talking hard cheese. We're talking soft cheese. What the heck is brucellosis, and why would this cheese be infecting me with diseases? <laughs> well, the brucellosis is an infectious disease that can cause fevers. Well, I'm not going to repeat what you said, but basically it's very common in cheese. <laughs> Nobody repeats Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> it's 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 commonly found in uh cheeses that are made with unpasteurized milk, specific, uh, probably from sheep's uh, sheep milk or goat milk or something like that. Why it would be infecting you with disease, I don't know, but I've had plenty of unpasteurized cheese and I don't have any brucellosis, so <laughs> I say that you know of. Go to town. <laughs> You're well, riddled. You're riddled with brucellosis. I've been, having, I've been having a lot of headaches lately, but I don't. I don't make the connection. That's the black mold problem. <laughs> it's so it's kind of funny because 
The same article mentions a team of researchers who in 1942 found a similar ancient cheese and their notes stated that the cheese had no smell and only a dusty taste. Which is evidence enough for me that one of those dudes ate the multi-millennia-old cheese and there was no indication of them falling ill from brucellosis. So, Angel, with the threats of infectious disease, do you... Do you eat the elder cheese? Do you do you take a little nib? I take a little nib. Give me a little nib of that elder cheese. Yeah, I mean, if like you said, if this guy said it's tasted dusty, I I'm sure it's it's safe to eat. Can you imagine eating cheese and say, "Mmm, tastes dusty." <laughs> that is a legit term when describing wine. Dusty taste. <laughs> what what's dust taste like? I don't think I've. I've eaten dust. I don't know, but... Is that earthy? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, I hear people talk about how certain wise taste like wet towel, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> you don't you do not do your nightly towel suck? <laughs> <laughs> just just wring it out and drink it. <laughs> it's part of a balanced uh, teeth brushing, mouth washing, towel suck. <laughs> Please stop calling it that. <laughs> How about suckle? <laughs> yes, suckle. <laughs> suckle. <laughs> so you take a nib. I think I would. Well, it's spreadable. Do you just do you just put your hand in the elder cheese and scoop, or do you spread it upon like pita bread? Wait, I didn't know it was spreadable. Yeah. How is it this? has it has a soft consistency. It's it's able to be spread. How is this cheese <laughs> spreadable? That's incredible. Hey. Well, it's it's solidified now, but in its original state, would have been a a spreadable cheese. Oh yeah, that that makes more sense now. I was I was dumbstruck. <laughs> Suppose you could heat it up, soften it, put it in the microwave Just with a paper towel. <laughs> some have have some ancient Egyptian nacho cheese, man. Some some beans. I think I think if you cook the cheese, it'll burn off the brucellosis real quick. Then in the center of the mass of the white, solidified whitish mass is the true bacteria that's been birthing, spawning for 3,000 years. It, that's the cheese bacteria. That's the good kind. It's the one you want to eat. Instead of Swiss cheese, it's Egyptian cheese. <laughs> so there is a, there's a remote possibility the elder cheese could kill you. So with that being said, there is a there is a possibility, Angel, that you eat the elder cheese and you die. And upon your burial, your tombstone says death by old cheese. Is there is there any worse way to die than by ingesting thirty two hundred year old cheese? Yes, uh, by ingesting seventy two hundred year old cheese. <laughs> Double the age. It's extra sharp. It's like razor thin sharp. <laughs> I can expand on that cheese. <laughs> well, 7,200... Uh, 7,200... 7,200-year-old 7, <laughs> Croatian cheese, which apparently is the oldest cheese ever found, but it doesn't have it doesn't have ancient Egypt backing it, so... Yeah. Or what can I say? Solidified whitish mash. Mass. Mass. <laughs> I couldn't say it. <laughs> Uh, uh, curiosities, uh, we assure you that we are uh, totally sober tonight. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> My list went away. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. My true laugh. <laughs> it's back. So I, I guess this one isn't cursed. It's not cursed at all. Who knew? But something that may or may not be attributed to the elder cheese is that this specific tomb located at the Saqqara Necropolis was originally unearthed in 1885 and was lost to shifting sands and then was found once again in 2010. Do you think the people in 1885 ate the cheese? I'll answer your question with another question. Do you think the people getting meat falling from the sky ate the meat? <laughs> 100% they ate it. <laughs> yep. So, did the cheese want to be found? Is this like the one ring? <laughs> it sends whispers of madness to anyone who's near it. Find the cheese. Eat me. The cheese. Is, the, is the cheese 
in fact not cursed, but is it truly blursed? <laughs> it is a, a, a blur scene in disguise. Yes. <laughs> blur scene in disguise. That could be a, a catchphrase. Something to think about. I forgot about Michael. (laughs) For those of us not lucky to eat the elder cheese, the closest thing we have is a Bito Storico in Italy, which is aged up to only a measly possible 18 years, Angel. If, If only you had the foresight when you were 20 back in 1974, you could have been the king of cheeses. Apparently, a a 15-year-old Beto sold in China for over $6,000. So people demand old cheeses in their lives. Would you buy a $6,000 15-year-old cheese? (laughs) No way. (laughs) No way would I ever buy that much for cheese. Absurd. Just made, just made random noises. The one, the one was the door stop when you flick it. It sure, it sure was. I thought, I thought Michael Winslow was here <laughs> doing police academy stuff. So did you say you would? I, I would I blacked not. Out. However, would not. Okay. if you and I split it, maybe <laughs> three thousand. <000. laughs> I'm willing to part with three thousand dollars for fifteen year old cheese. For so much cheese. <laughs> How much do you get? Like eighty pounds of it. <laughs> the whole wheel. The whole wheel, man. That's worth more. <laughs> per slice. <laughs> Did, uh, do you know if anyone did buy it? Oh, it says it's sold in China. Yes, in China. Like, I mean, you know, do you know who bought it? A thin gaunt man. No, I don't, I, don't. <laughs> I don't know. I would presume a Chinese man. I was thinking more like, a, like maybe a Chinese corporation of some kind. Oh, but I mean, corporations are people. Yep, this is true. So. It's been stated, so they let's can vi- they can violate all the human rights they want because they're people. Let's forget about the elder cheese for a moment. If, if that is indeed even possible, as the next item on our menu is bog butter. Anything with the word I don't know why I said it like that. Anything with the word bog, you know, it's going to be tasty. When I saw bog butter, Angel, I. I knew this was a moment my life was leading to. I smiled. I felt better about myself. I I saw it as a moment for me to shine. I said to myself, I, rem- I remember bog butter. I searched and searched and found in my November 1904 edition of the Creamery Journal, which, which I know from cover to cover, as it is the best of all the dairy journals from the early 1900s. And that, on page 59, there is a whole article... Dedicated to bog butter. If you could, Angel, please describe what bog butter is, and we shall see how close you are to those sacred pages of the Creamery Journal and what they tell us. So bog butter is now. Hold on, I'm I'm gonna crack some wise. <laughs> bog butter is the slime that uh, is the residue, slime? the residue <laughs> left behind when I get up from my chair. Oh. <laughs> Ah, ah. Aren't I a silly goose? <laughs> what was that honk? <laughs> was that an onomatopoeia? This is this is me being a uh, 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 professional. <laughs> Did you miss my onomatopoeia? Do you, do you need me to do the boy again? <laughs> this episode's demented. <laughs> bog butter is butter that is stored in a bog. It was a uh, common practice, in, particularly in Ireland and Scotland. Ages ago. Yeah. I wish they still did it now. I guess you still can. Just got to find a bog. I don't, yep. I don't think I've ever seen a bog. I don't, I don't think I have either, actually. I don't know if I've seen one, if I could identify. This is a oh, bog. I've seen bogs in movies, but I'm like, is it really a bog? I don't know. 
I've seen the movie The Boggy Creature. It's like a Bigfoot in a bog. <laughs> I mean, if a bog is a marsh and a swamp, then sure. Is this like not all <laughs> bogs are marshes, but all marshes are bogs? <laughs> it's not, I don't know. I don't know either. The Creamery Journal describes several different bog butters that have been found to to you know to give us an idea of what the hell bog butter looks like because just the word bog butter I don't know. So it goes on to say five of the samples were white, friable, and greasy with a cheesy smell. Once again, not its description of me. Three were white with a smell of butter. One had a rich yellow color was slightly friable, greasy, and with a cheesy smell. And the other was similar, except that it had a buttery smell, like you. (laughs) In every sample, red cow hairs were present, in some cases very abundantly. So what do you make of the bog butter descriptions? Does it not sound like modern butter, minus, you know, the abundance of cow hair? Nah, I'm gonna crack some wise, so (laughs) watch out. But... I don't know what kind of butter you're buying, but my butter always comes with cow hair. That was that was cracking some lies. <laughs> yes, you silly goose. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is this is a great one, isn't it? Great episode. <laughs> Jack Steele's up in the studio. <laughs> so what's he doing here? Looking for his bog butter. The creamery, the creamery journal drops some theories from a research paper that was making the rounds in the dairy world in the early 1900s as to why bog butter existed because at the time it was not exactly clear what the purpose was. The journal reads, it is not absolutely certain why the packages of butter were placed in a bog. Three reasons suggest one, accident, two, that a strong taste due to the coarse herbage the cows fed on was got rid of by the process, and three, preservation. So what do you think of these theories from over a hundred years ago, Angel? I think, I mean, I'm, I'm with the whole preservation thing. The strong tasting, the only thing I can think of is, is there a way to know? Like, did they test that out? I don't know. The, the coarse herbage? Are they not eating the same coarse herbage today? I, I, no. What is coarse herbage? <laughs> They're just eating wheat, I guess. I don't know. Grains. And, and accidents. Like, how do you... I mean... Can't the same be said about everything that man has ever done? It's just been an accident, and then we just mm-hmm. learn from it. Yep. I ate this mushroom by accident. I didn't die. It's good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the writer of the Creamery Journal article is like, WTF is wrong with this research. It most assuredly is for preservation. But first, Angel, the accident theory. This means lots of people were losing their butter barrels and bogs because... The butter was kept in typically a barrel or a crate or some sort of container. It wasn't just butter in a bog. What are your top five reasons someone would lose their butter in a bog and just say, Evit, I don't want the hassle of getting that butter back. Top five things. Here we go. Number five is the Lake Tota monster taking it from them. It, it went through the, t- the underground the, the, tunnels the, and came under- up in the bog. That's right. It yep. has access to all bodies of water. Number four is the Lake Champlain monster. <laughs> Jesus. Champy? Champy. Remember when Champy, that that news article, I think it was from like Weekly World News or something, uh, where it was going out to fight. To fight. Ness- Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. And then they made it instead. <laughs> Apparently nobody knew that they were boy and girl. <laughs> they they were they were at to uh, to to fight, but instead they ended up mating, and having babies. Oopsie doopsie poopsie. <laughs> I'll let that simmer for a bit. Is that your catchphrase? <laughs> That's right. Oopsie doopsie poopsie. No, no, no. <laughs> it's oopsie doopsie poopsie. I honestly don't think there could have been a worse catchphrase you could have chosen. By worse, you mean the best? With a blurst. <laughs> this episode is blurst. What number was that? Oh, okay. 
No. Were you were you doing ascending or descending? I'm I'm on number three now. Whatever that one is, <laughs> you're in the middle. So you're gonna kick out, you're gonna get a kick out of this one. You're gonna crack some eyes. You're gonna crack some eyes. I can't wise. stop you. <laughs> number three is the Ningen took. <laughs> Do you think I'm gonna name another cryptid for number two? <laughs> I guess so. So, for the number two reason that somebody would lose their butter in a bog and say, F it, I don't want the hassle of getting back to butter. They've caught Melati Suryodharmo doing her butter dance. Her butter dance. Is this like some foreign star? She's an Indonesian uh, performance artist. She, uh, her, one of her videos went viral a few years ago. I don't know how many years ago because time has blurred for me. Uh, where she's <laughs> she's she's dancing on butter and she's slipping and sliding and falling and, and all this stuff and everyone's just sitting there watching it, not laughing. It's <laughs> absurd. <laughs> They're just taking it in like this is serious art. Yep. Yep. Mm. Why the why is she dancing on butter? That's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, she she shows that it's dangerous and expensive. And number one. <laughs> nothing to add to that. Everyone knows it's expensive. Uh, and the number one reason somebody would lose their butter in a bog and say, F it, I don't want the hassle of getting back the butter, is because of climate change. Oopsie doopsie poopsie. <laughs> Stop! No more catchphrases. <laughs> I, thought, I thought your true laugh was gonna come out. Okay. <laughs> Jack Steele came back. Uh, thank you for that list. I found this part interesting. Not your list here, but <laughs> that in medieval Ireland, there was apparently a specific quantity of butter you were allowed to have, and how much you had helped delineate which social class you were a part of. So some people used butter to pay taxes and rents. So why do we not have a butter-based economy, Angel? That is an absolutely good question. And I would argue, why not? I mean, we've had back in 2011, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there was the Norwegian butter crisis. Heard of that one? When was that? 2011 oh. there was uh, uh it was such a big deal that even people tried to uh smuggle butter uh, in butter across the border and they would be uh, apprehended by the authorities and there were sw uh, swedish people that were willing that were offering services to drive butter to the norwegians at prices of up to 77 dollars per packet what <laughs> yep why were they having but butter problems? Heavy rains during the summer affected the grazing of cows and reduced milk production during the summer months by about 20 million liters. That's 5.3 million gallons. That's a lot of adult porcupines. <laughs> which, which led to increased butter prices. Um, you know, this is basically you know, butter became expensive and then had a shortage. You know, what would have helped is if they had preserved some in a bog. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, not only that, but Europe, I don't know if you've heard of this one, back in 2017, was also facing a major butter crisis. So this keeps coming back to us. The wholesale price of butter nearly doubled in Europe. Prices jumped nearly 20% in June over the previous year. That would have been 2016. Uh, it says the French bakers... Describe the situation as a major crisis. I can't find any information about smuggling in this situation, but I'm sure there was. And so, why don't we have a butter-based economy? Everyone wants it. They're willing yeah. to smuggle. For those prices? My gourd. <laughs> so, would would plant-based butters be considered counterfeit currency? You'd have to... You'd have to be... Uh, uh, you'd have to make some really good uh, butter-based... Uh, plant-based butter... To, to to pass the sniff test, if you know what I mean. 
I've I've yet to find one that that I'm like, oh yeah, this is butter, and then I'm like fooled. Oh no, I was <laughs> fooled all along. You've never tasted it and and looked like directly at somebody or just to the right of them and said, wow, I can't believe it's not butter. Not sponsored. <laughs> that hasn't happened. <laughs> no. In fact, I've had that brand of margarine, and I'm like, I do believe it's not butter. I can taste the difference. I, I suppose one good thing about the bog butter is if you found it, it, it reminds me of, of a man in a joke where a very thin man, he goes to a car dealership and he's, he's looking at cars. The salesman comes up to him and he asks the very thin man, what type of cars he, is he looking for? The thin man whose face is very gaunt. He asks about a mid-sized sedan that has uh, received high praise for safety. And the salesman, I'll let you know what he says next episode. Bam! What a, what a thrilling joke. That was a whole season's worth of joke in that joke. <laughs> Went the whole goddamn season. Yep. <laughs> but just think, if the thin, very thin gaunt man ate the bog butter, he wouldn't be very gaunt anymore. Or would he? <laughs> Is there a point where, like, you eat too much butter, you, you're poisoned with butter? I think you absorb the butter and then you become it. A solidified whitest mass. Oh my god. Is the elder cheese, was it once a person? <laughs> That's what was mummified. <laughs> was the cheese. It's a cheese man. Yep. The, the cheese man slash butter man was mummified. And then uh, we're here just saying, hey, look, it's just cheese, guys. It's just look. stupid cheese. It's, that's and why someone's eating it. And they're just eating a guy. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it tastes dusty. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Just eating mummies. So our final item is the epitome of forbidden snack. Back in 2018, a mysterious granite sarcophagus dating back to over 2,300 years ago was opened up in Alexandria, Egypt. This one made news rounds because it was speculated Alexander the Great was sealed inside, but there really was no basis for that claim to my understanding. Inside, there were three skeletons submerged in a reddish-black liquid sewage, and that mystery sky meat desire to consume kicked in in full force once again, according to a TheVerge.com article, and I quote, Some people wanted to drink that sweet, sweet mummy broth. <laughs> When the article was written in July of 2018, more than 400 people signed a change.org petition to allow folks to drink the liquid, with the goal being to turn the liquid into some sort of carbonated, monster-esque energy drink so people can assume the skeleton's powers and finally die, it said. And I assume it means letting the skeletons finally die, not the people who drink it, but who the hell knows anymore? I don't. Reality is a blur for me. Drink the mummy broth, Angel. Did you ever think you'd hear those words? Drink the mummy broth. Would have been a great slogan or catchphrase. Yeah, in retrospect, maybe that would have been the catchphrase I used. But, alas, oopsie poopsie doopsie, I already got it wrong. <laughs> anyway. It's no. ever evolving. <laughs> so I'm workshopping it. The mummy broth. No, I don't think I've ever... I'm thinking back to my most hated cartoon, Mummy's Alive. No. <laughs> you they, did, that one didn't spark joy in your life. <laughs> no, it did not. I want to throw it out with the trash. <laughs> with the uh, Tales from the Crypt cartoon. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that one. <laughs> Even though it wasn't like the show. I remember thinking, why are cartoons not made for adults? Like, what is this? It's based off an adult show. Why isn't this? Why is this kitty? Whatever. <laughs> Who, whose idea was it to transfer Tales from the Crypt to a children's Saturday morning cartoon? Why was that ever done? <laughs> that and the Beetlejuice cartoon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember watching that, but I remember nothing from it. I have the idea of watching it. I remember episodes, but I don't know why I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Only one thing stuck with me. Which was an episode where they were going to shop 
at some place and they they would sing a song and, I, and that song has been burned in my brain it's like something like uh, shop until you freak at the spooky boutique <laughs> they would just say that over and over like in a commercial <laughs> and then like people would go in a trance or something that's all I remember about that <laughs> they, were, they were cracking some wise so Reportedly, the sewage smelled, you know, like sewage. Do you think it would be worse to drink the black sarcophagus juice or eat the elder cheese? Emphatically, yes. <laughs> the sewage. <laughs> I, you tell me it smells like sewage. I do not want to drink anything like that. Why Why is anyone even curious? You don't want the sarcophagus juice? <laughs> it's, it's, it's absurd. I, I've seen people... I saw some tweets where people were saying... Uh, uh, eat the cheese and pair it with the sarcophagus ju- juice. <laughs> that's that's it's gross. like a, a fine wine and cheese night. D- uh, <laughs> drinking Egyptian mummy liquid seems uh, like it, it could have been a, a previous season's hobby of yours, <laughs> but could you ever imagine a scenario where you, as as Paula Shore would say, wheeze the juice? In retrospect, that would have been another catchphrase <laughs> that I could have used. Already taken. It's not original. <laughs> Alas. Oopsie doopsie boopsie. God damn it, stop. <laughs> you have to bleep it out each time you say it so no one ever knows what you said. <laughs> It'll be like the lost. Uh, the last episode of something. <laughs> the, 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 what was it? I, well, yeah, it was South Park that, that they, they censored the, the image of Muhammad. But they aired it with him originally in it. Yeah, like once. And then ever, mm-hmm. ever since it's been like censored. And I say ever since, but apparently it's never been aired again. So I don't know. You know what was aired again? Home of X-Files fame. That's right. <laughs> They didn't succumb to it. <laughs> we need to make a petition. Like those people who made a petition to drink the, the sarcophagus the juice. juice. Yep. Drink the juice. Anything you want to add about these or any other forbidden snacks? Yes. All I have to add is if you're calling people out there, uh, journalists, whoever, if you're going to call something forbidden and it's edible, guess what? People are going to want to eat it now. Like, mm-hmm. stop calling it that. Because I want to eat it. The cheese, at least. Not the sarcophagus juice. Nobody <laughs> the, said it was that. Not the just sewage that went into the sarcophagus by accident. <laughs> just the pure sewage. <laughs> it's With some rotting corpses in, in the... <laughs> rotting corpse juice. Yes, let's drink that. Maybe after a thousand years it's been purified or something. The it's just bog, water. The bog butter was better preserved. We need to bring that practice back. Just bog it all. Just have no refrigeration, just bogs. <laughs> yep. So how about then the lore of these and all forbidden snacks? Now we're getting down to brass tacks. Mm-hmm. Of the rubric of power. Oh, oh, oh. So, <laughs> so the lore, uh, the lore of this one is actually, it's lackluster, I gotta say. Sorry to all the, sorry for breaking everyone else's hearts out there who was looking very forward to, to, to hearing more about the elder cheese. There's no information other than it's old cheese. And also, I just think it's interesting that it got more attention than the 7,200-year-old <laughs> cheese from Croatia. Croatia sucks, I guess. <laughs> but there's nothing, nobody's like... I haven't seen anybody like come up with theories other than cheese. I mean, I think we came up with our own theory right now that it was once a person. That's <laughs> that's something. <laughs> Are there any theories to be made? <laughs> I'm just saying cheese is cheese. There's no lore behind it. It's a one. <laughs> of of all the forbidden snacks, there really isn't much to say beyond they were found and it will probably make you sick if you eat or drink them. I mean, Angel the one is sewage from a tomb. <laughs> Other things beyond bog butters 
uh, elder cheese and sewage, there have been several hundred uh, year old bottles of champagne found preserved from shipwrecks that people have drunk. Then, but then again, like it's not like those are cursed foods, just curious situations of foods having been found that have been preserved. That's kind of neat. I suppose in relation to the elder cheese, one of the related things, I guess you could say, is that it just proves that there was, in Egypt at the time, cheese was there, which was a, a question <laughs> on if it was there or not. So there's that's a thing. Uh, it helps solidify that in a solid whitish mass. So I gave it a two for adequate. I felt it was adequate. The epitome of adequate. How about the properties of these things <laughs> well this one this is the one where it's like uh yeah properties of cheese sign me up it's dairy it's delicious and <laughs> if it's old it's even better right and then so that would have been adequate in my situation but i kicked it up a notch what's him <laughs> you didn't do it what's his name emerald bam after you kicked it up a notch <laughs> No, I gotta be original. This is a catchphrase a and what, onomatopoeia. A what I'm jam? <laughs> you dropped a what jam? <laughs> I found a note. I forget what I was looking at. That I found a note where I guess I wrote something down, like some sort of rhyme that I was kind of come up with, and it's it was like, "Honey, the that's something about that's my jam." <laughs> I don't know, but it was. I'll I'll, I'll have it ready next time. Just you wait. Is it cracking some wise? It's cracking some wise. So so I kicked it up a notch because of the possibility of death <laughs> from eating it. That's possible. I suppose possibility of eating anything is death. You could choke <laughs> on it. So but I guess but yeah, I guess in this one the percentage is higher. High enough to get is a it? two point two. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, uh, give the cheese the benefit of the doubt here, and trying to make it so you know the 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 curios haven't had their due, and I'm trying to lift, uplift this one, you know, elder cheese and black sarcophagus. Um, it can kill you, and the black sarcophagus juice can definitely kill you if you drink it. I'm sure of it, or at least you'll get some sort of weird sewage disease. Yeah, uh, you'll become like a toxic Avenger or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a new one coming out. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Can't let anything die. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why we unearthed all these s sarcophagus and elder cheeses. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave it a 2.5 in properties. Damn. Damn. Uh, for properties I landed at, they are just all old goods, except for the sewage, uh, with diseases in most of them, most likely. <laughs> so, just diseased foods. I gave it a one. How about the uh, the functionality of these items? I guess the functionality of the cheese is to be eaten, right? But I think this is actually interesting uh, mm -hmm. because the cheese was buried. So, presumably... It's for the dead to take cheese with them in the afterlife, which I think is extra cool. However, because it's uh, just cheese for eating gives it a one, taking your cheese for a, a afterlife gives it a two. <laughs> That's your criteria for a plus one? <laughs> yes. Afterlife cheese? Yep. <laughs> I think Beetlejuice had af afterlife cheese? I guess in his universe he can just eat cheese. <laughs> so he didn't need it. Dumb question. I think, he, I think he did. I think he did. Functionality, th there's like nothing paranormal about them unless you do attribute the tomb being hidden by Sands to the Elder Cheese, which could have been possible. Possible. I, for functionality, I landed on a one. How about then the, craftsman sh uh, the craftsmanship of these curious items? The craftsmanship. I mean, this cheese lasted 3,000 plus years. <laughs> Automatic four for me. <laughs> what about the sewage? <laughs> the sewage, it lasted that, <laughs> however many years. <laughs> for thousands all, of years, too. All these old foods, like the, the, the bog butter, the, the 
you mentioned the ch- champagne bottles that were found. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't talk about this, but there's an old bone soup, Chinese bone soup that was found. There was noodles that were still preserved, apparently. Yep, got turned upside down, just like Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think all old foods that stay identifiable get a four from me for craftsmanship. <laughs> My God, what is going on? Uh, I'm, I'm sure they, I'm sure they were fine in their time, but like the the 1942 researchers said of the elder cheese, it was dusty tasting, dusty. I don't want dusty cheese, Angel. So I too, on craftsmanship, ended up giving it a one. That's crazy. You silly goose. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of what your catchphrase was. Oingy boingy. <laughs> Mixing up all your onomatopoeias with your catchphrases. It's it's called uh it's called innovation. Uh, How about what are we? The desirability that... of these items. Desirability. <laughs> desirability again. This is this is one of my favorite favorite topics. I mean, I've desired the what was it the the the. Baghdad batteries, batteries you really wanted, yeah. <laughs> and I really want this cheese. And maybe, maybe I'll have the juice, not to drink though. Maybe to like splash on somebody's face if they're attacking me. Oh my God. Like, uh, like pocket sand that you can throw into somebody's eyes. It's instead <laughs> pocket sewage. Pocket sewage liquid. Yes, that works best. But mostly the cheese. I want the cheese because I. I, unlike you, want dusty cheese in my face. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> cheese fetish. <laughs> and yet, I've not had uh, cheese curds. You barbarian. Goddamn <laughs> barbarian. Uh, I gave uh, desirability a four. <laughs> what the hell? No, your scores. Of this, out of this. My scores are great. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, desirability. People want to nom on this stuff, as you have suggested. They 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 want to pay money for it. I presume you do, or you just want to steal it. If fifteen year old cheese is like, worth six thousand dollars in China, how much would three thousand year old cheese be worth? Definitely, I don't know. Definitely five finger discount. Steal the elder cheese. Well, I wonder where they put it. <laughs> just somewhere sitting. It's just in a in a case. In Not being of, eaten. In the back room. <laughs> so I gave it a 3.1 in desirability. So what was your total score? 13.5. Oh, I was a 8.1. Oh my god. <laughs> Two very differing ideas here. That drops us at a 10.8 for these forbidden snacks of history. Wow. Oh, man. Here we are. Uh, this is not our lowest ranking. It's somewhere. <laughs> it's on the list. It's on the list. Yes. It made it on the That should be our, our challenge. If we get uh, rank something so badly that it just doesn't even make the list. <laughs> Below Wolpertinger. <laughs> the Elder Cheese and Black Sarcophagus History's Forbidden Snacks. You've just been cracked. <laughs> Another automatopoeia. <laughs> uh, listen up, Bucky. You have a mission. And only you can save us. From the impending doom. That is to rescue the curiosities and send them over to our uh, docking station at the Twitterverse. That's, that's a convoluted way of saying, go to Twitter, everyone, and and follow us at, at uh, cracking, cracking Curios. And you can... It'll feel good to tweet uh, to follow us, actually. So on Instagram, we're known as Cracking Cryptids. So you can find us at Cracking Cryptids. 
if you follow us, you'll feel good about it. And maybe you'll get a follow back. You can't see me right now, but I'm winking. Sorry. <laughs> What's the automatopoeia of a wink? Wink. <laughs> is is I don't think wink is supposed to be the sound of an eye closing, but does it make a sound? I feel like wink is one eye and then blink is both eyes. So that's <laughs> the sound. Blink. <laughs> you can find us on any uh, podcast streaming platform. Just go to it and subscribe. Obviously, if you're listening to us, you're already subscribed. So I'm preaching to the choir, but you, Curiosities, you have the power to make others subscribe by sending links to your friends about us. Say, hey, click this link. Don't ask what it is and just subscribe. They'll trust you because you're their friend. And uh, I guess that leaves us with the with the final goodbye. As always, so last time I said, as always, sweet dreams. This time I'm saying, as always, cheese dreams. This has been an I am actually traveling back into time production. <laughs> they can violate all the human rights they want because they're people. <laughs>